<laughs> it's all legal. Yeah. So today's daily reflections is, is uh, called Unremitting Inventories, October 13th. Continue to watch for selfish dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God to be wants to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we hire anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. From page 684, Alcoholics Anonymous. The immediate, the immediate omission of wrong thoughts or actions is a tough task for most human beings. But for recovering alcoholics like me, it's a difficult because of my propensity towards ego, fear, and pride. The freedom the AA program offers me becomes more abundant when through unremitting inventories of myself, I admit, acknowledge, and accept responsibility for my wrongdoing. It is possible then for me to grow into a deeper and better understanding of humility. My willingness to admit when the fault is mine facilitates the progression of my growth and helps me to become more understanding and helpful to others. Hope you can find something in there, Paul. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Uh... The last thing I want to be involved in is unremitting inventories. I want to outgrow the need to do inventories. So if there's nothing to do an inventory about, then you've outgrown the need to do inventories. Then when something comes up, you can use it. But it's not like... Uh, uh, such a dangerous, uh, there's so many things that happen. Haven't you ever met a person in AA that's doing way too many inventories? And it's really another form of obsession with self. Yeah. So uh, in the beginning, it's funny. I met a, a, a woman early in the program and we went out. And after about 20 years, she went out. I mean, we went out, meaning dating. And then after about 20 years, she went out. And then she came back in and she says, you know, now I wish I would have done those inventories because I used to do a daily inventory for about two years when I was with her and she wasn't doing it. And basically I did the inventory so I don't have to do inventories down the road. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the key to me. Uh, so because you're going to outgrow certain situations and conditions and circumstances. You're going to outgrow fear and stuff like that. And basically uh, it's great when you don't need to do an inventory for a day. Yeah. So yeah, I see the value in it. I can also see how self could use it as another way of being obsessed with itself. Um, hmm. Yeah, so and the idea, what we're speaking of here is the idea of the exact nature of the wrong. They're talking about the inventory process is to see the exact nature of the wrongs. But two of the two of the exact natures of the wrongs, which are self-seeking and and selfishness, uh, self-seeking and frightened and selfishness, and then this inconsiderate and dishonesty have the word self in it, yeah? So to me, the exact nature of the wrong is the identification as self. The, uh, the manifestations of the wrong are manifestations of self, which would be self-seeking and frightened and selfishness and inconsiderateness and dishonesty. So, 
it's all well and good to become an expert at looking at the, the exact nature of the wrongs, but without seeing the exact nature of the wrong, uh, the effects are gonna be severely limited. I feel like we need to get back a little farther and see the act of being identified as self. And then this idea of my thoughts and this and that, which is necessary in the beginning because I've been trying to avoid a lot of responsibility because when I was young with self-centeredness, I felt extremely responsible. I thought, you know, uh, when I left the whole classroom started laughing about me. I thought I was responsible for a lot of shit I wasn't responsible for. And I always used the story about my father getting ill uh, when I was around six and my mother talking to me about it because things were going to change. He wasn't going to be playing with me as much, taking me to the park. They even brought the family doctor of the Dr. Jan Quinto. He told me, you know, why they explained it very clearly, but inside of me, the way I heard it was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? If that's not a distorted sense of responsibility, I don't know what is. So I feel obsession with self is a real, one of the components of it is a real distorted idea of responsibility. And then my strategy was to try to avoid responsibility at all costs. I come into recovery and I finally look at the exact nature of my wrong by doing the inventory. I take responsibility for those behaviors. I make amends where I can, and I make a living amends where I can't make amends. And then there you go. But there's another wave. There's another wave that something can be seen and they don't address it. They were only four years sober when they wrote this book. Yeah, they don't address it. I feel there's another possibility, which is all right, now that I've taken responsibility for all this shit, I'm going to see I wasn't the doer of all that shit. Something had moved through me and used me for transportation. So the responsibility moves, it grows to another stage, which is accountability. Yeah. Man, it is, it's hugely different. It's just we always use the example of my dog taking a shit on the neighbor's lawn. The neighbors obviously takes offense at that. And maybe it's done it a few times. So he calls me up and he says, listen, we got to do something about your dog. He keeps taking a shit on my lawn. But first, I got to go there and clean up the shit. Now, when I clean up the shit, I've done my thing. And then I try to walk on different side streets instead of going near my neighbor's house. But I'm not pontificating and ruminating over all the shits I've taken on his lawn because I didn't take the shit on his lawn. I'm accountable. It was my dog, but I didn't do it. And there's a huge relief when that ownership is taken away from the situation. And I don't feel a lot of us have arrived there. We take responsibility to beating the fuck up and all these thoughts and shit like that. But most of the thoughts are alcoholic thoughts. They're not ours. Yeah. I'm not doing the same shit I did when I was out there using now. Yeah. Something that was dominant in me 
has become less dominant in me. And now something that didn't, wasn't seemingly dominant has become more dominant. That's perhaps there's a better way. The shift has been losing faith in the finite self. And in losing faith in the finite self, I gain faith in the infinite. How do I lose faith in the finite self? I hopefully see it's not freaking me. I swear to God. I mean, how can we have an immunity? We're sitting in a room with 40 people who have been driven by the same thought system, the same par you know, parasite of alcoholism, and we still can't get it. We still think they're our thoughts and they're my behaviors. And they're my feelings when everyone in the room has basically the same feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. I don't see there's such a stubbornness in the identification. It doesn't allow us to get to the obvious conclusion. If other people have my thoughts, if other people do what I do, and other people feel like I feel, they can't be my feelings and my thoughts. They're our feelings and our thoughts produced by an excessive obsession with self, which demands relief. And then it tells us how to get the relief. And many of us went down that street of alcohol and drugs, and we crossed the line where we lost the ability to control any of it. And then the parasite was living completely dominating us and we were used for transportation. And then when the shit finally hits the fan and culminates to a critical mass, the identification still continues. We don't see it. And so now we enter recovery and we're entering recovery and self is claiming to be the one who's recovered. And then does a third step based on it playing God. And the third step becomes transactional. We never get to the point of surrender. Yeah. Mm. I just see it as uh, this is just another possibility. We're not changing anything. I'm not, we're not talking about changing the steps. We're talking about the exact nature of the wrong and other possibilities that are available in our way of life. How are we gonna know unless we hear about it? Yeah. The system muffles us completely. I mean, can you imagine sitting all those months and still still sustaining a sense of terminal uniqueness in the presence of all these other common run-of-the-mill alcoholics and addicts, not seeing the real connection that the same thing that took me over took them over. The tire, you know, we're like a fleet of cars with a little self-centered chip that keeps, as we're driving, listening to the GPS, there's a narration of the whole journey, which is I'm doing it. I went here, I'm my, I, 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 I. And therefore, and we all end up in the three stained parking spaces, institution, jails, and death, yet we still don't get it. We still think, no, I did it. Oh, you did it? Then why did everyone else did the same fucking thing? They must have been taking the same orders from the same fucking little God. This was a huge shift in my life to see, to see the disease as a foreign pathogen. Man, I can't take it. If not, you'll be just, you'll be driven to keep getting better and better and better. And it'll just be obsession with self clothed in some kind of noble endeavor, but there's still gonna be a bondage of self. And if you miss one prayer, 
you think the whole day's going to suck. If you don't meditate, you run home at lunch to meditate. Who's playing God there? Yeah, the head is. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, everyone's at different locations. Nothing better, nothing worse. There's a lot of different levels. That's why it's a spiritual kindergarten with, with uh, you know, master students, you know, preschool students, five, fifth graders. We're all in the same fucking uh, class, but there's a lot of levels going on. Yeah. Some people need a boot camp. They need to have fear. Some people are like that priest in the beginning of AA said, they're moving away from hell, not moving towards heaven yet. Then we get to step six and seven, where there's a shift. And now hopefully we're moving towards heaven. So we've outgrown the fear of getting loaded every day. We have a daily reprieve. And now the qualities of peace and serenity become attractive. Yeah, the qualities of service and being a part of a community become attractive. And we're drawn to that instead of, you know, compelled to fucking get away from the fear. We're drawn to peace and serenity. Yeah, this is a process. And I tell you, the mental state would love to stunt it every step of the way. It wants to make it smaller, more dense. Yeah, so. Mm. Yes, so. Okay, Mike. Wait a minute. Certain person hears this statement, they need to do inventories. Other people have done tons of inventories. They realize shit. If the hit, shit hits the fan, I got a tool. But the great part of a tool is when you don't have to use it. Yeah. So, yeah. And the inventory is on self. It's not on me. It's mm. on self. Mm. And it's on the power that's doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. I'm writing out what it's like to live under faith in the infinite. Yeah. Instead of faith in the finite. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Paul. Uh, we have a question already, hands up already with Kurt. Ask you to unmute yourself and ask away. Thank you. Hey, bud. Hey, uh, you know, I I was thinking it's like either rusty handcuffs or gold ones, right? Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of like similarities. You know, Bill, Bill Wilson wrote that emotional sobriety letter and um, you know, I know a little about the history of him, you know, like he had this big white light experience, but he suffered from depression for quite a few years and he was under the uh, guidance of Tebow and got some, got some self-knowledge. It's even, even kind of written that way, self-knowledge, but it really didn't relieve him of his depression. And a couple of years later, he went under the care of a Jungian uh, therapist named Francis Gillespie Hicks. And Francis Gillespie Hicks uh, kind of coined this sense of he was suffering from a personality one, personality number two. And in that letter, he says he was driven by f these false dependencies. And what, it, what happened with him was he had a false dependency on AA and people in AA and relationships. And I, I just hear, you know, when I, when I really listen to that letter and I listen to 
what you're saying, it's like, this is a, like you said, this is another wave. Like at the end of that letter, he said, I was finally given a quiet place in the sunshine. You know, like there was this, in Al-Anon, they say evolution and maturation towards wholeness, where he was, he was suffering from something he didn't know that he didn't know. And, yeah. and you know, so I hear a lot of that. When you, when you say that, I mean, it lands in the same way. So I am, um, you know, really wasn't questioning it, but I, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Hi, girls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just, I just think there's a lot of similarities in that, uh, you know, like you, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And, uh, and I, yeah. I just really, really appreciate your language and your message. So uh, well, thanks. So as in a vision for us, you know, this thing is going to constantly reveal to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we have the big book, but at that point, the most time they had was four years. There's people now that have lived 60 years under this program. Yeah. There's no books about that, but I really truly believe, uh, there's more waves to come, so to speak. I do. I believe, I feel like in a nutshell, what happened with me, life was very, very uh, confronting as a kid, young kid. My head made up strategies to avoid shit at all costs. Yeah. I grew in that way, even though it didn't work. Yeah. I needed to, I needed fucking relief. So I, I found alcohol and drugs when I was quite young, 12 years old. I moved up the ladder, right, to intravenous using pretty quickly because nothing was sufficient to keep the uh, fucking elephant at bay, so to speak, in the room. Yeah. I was completely feeling, I was, if someone yawned, I thought it was because I was boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything, I saw my. I saw everything from an inordinate mutated sense of responsibility. I did incredibly. And it was unbearable really. And then I had the narrations around it. Yeah. All day that was driving me crazy. Yeah. So uh, I got, I went for the relief and I strategized and in a way, you know, when my left arm was bleeding, I just looked right. That's what I would do. And in what, in a weird way, it seemed successful. I didn't die. So I was just plying that trade. Then I got struck sober. And then I saw pretty quickly in the first few months that the basic strategies that had directed my life were totally crazy. Yeah, totally. And so I did the fourth step. And I started to see my role in things. Finally, the first fourth step, I didn't see it. When I went to the Joe and Charlie seminar, I saw it. I saw my role in why I resented Wendy. Yeah, it was beautiful. And uh, man, because I was playing on a football field with only 40 yards, not 100 <laughs> yards. Yeah, Made up field, made, made up goalposts. Yeah. And really, I was losing every day all the every game so this thing opened me up and so then i i became responsible i did 
You know, when I heard from my Tai Chi master or someone told me that he had told an ex-girlfriend of mine that I was a user, you know, I used people. I felt it completely. I'd been avoiding that for years. I felt it. It landed. All this shit landed. Yeah. And I took responsibility for it. And I made the amends and everything and stuff like that. But as I left there, because of how I saw self as a foreign pathogen, there was another wave coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hadn't heard about it in the community. I thought I had done what I would did and then it was going to maintain that condition. Yeah. And instead of being a bad person, I was going to be a good person. Yeah. But there was another wave that came. Yeah. Maybe assisted by other ideas outside of AA, let's say non-duality. And I truly (laughs) saw that self wasn't me. Yeah. That something had taken me over and used me to do what it wanted. Yeah. To the point where its agenda overrode whatever agenda I may have had. Yeah. And I was, I live, you could have put me in a lineup and you would recognize I was a Coke fiend. You know, it was just, I didn't, my upbringing was gone. My religion was gone. My ethnicity, Irish was gone. I was just a fucking fiend, a Coke fiend. Yeah. Completely. So I had an intimacy that I don't think, you know, this just doesn't seem right that, oh, I'm, I did all that. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I kept trying to, I lived with that sort of badge for a while, but it didn't fit. And then I saw, man, I'm, I'm accountable for that shit, but I'm not responsible for that shit. Mm-hmm. And just like I was learning how to be grateful for what this power was doing for me, what that I couldn't do for myself. I saw that a power before had done through me what I would never have done myself. I, I saw that I saw the regime of the lower power, which was alcoholism or to me, really selfish, you know, identification as self. I saw that just as I look at the higher power in the program, I saw that as a lower power and it had done for me. And instead of gratitude, it brought out vindictiveness and a sense of revenge. Yeah. And I started to see, just like I'm giving credit to the higher power, I'm going to give fucking credit to that lower power. You're not going to stick with, you're not going to stick at that all on me anymore. I'm going to be very clear about the powerlessness of the first step. I was dancing with a gorilla. I did what the gorilla wanted. (laughs) And the fourth step is I did an inventory on the gorilla. Mm -hmm. I did an inventory on the gorilla and its manifestations. So while I'm picking up all the gorilla shit, I'm not thinking I'm the one who took the shit. Yes. And there was relief there. And there's been stabilized relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe it's a possibility of the next wave of recovery. I do. And uh, that's yeah. why we're doing one of the reasons why we're doing these platforms. I had no idea. David called me, got in touch with me, is to put this in video, you know, to put it there so that people who do are in the process of recovery may see a possibility. There's another wave that's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I yeah. see my role in things, I do the uh, I do the uh, amends. Maybe I can see its role in things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The disease, because that's the freedom from the bondage of self. 
the bondage of self is still going on by thinking you were the doer of all those actions. It has us by the gonads, really. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's, it's slavery from 33 years ago. Fuck, it's a mind boggling. I've been sober 32 years. I'm still enslaved to 33 years ago. That's insane to me. So there is a new, another wave and may, probably even more, but this is the, you know, I've been introduced this wave. I'm trying to introduce you to the wave. Yeah. And it's based on the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. yeah. Not the exact natures of the wrongs, because why is, why are all these attributes in the big book uh, preceded by self? Because they're manifestations of self. Yeah. Self is like a living possibility that has us, yeah? And we lose our, we seem to forget our own nature and then we live as if that's our nature, this mental fucking idea. It's slavery to me, so, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. All right, thank you. Next I up, mean, really, have... really, if... <laughs> If, if there's still a huge amount of my uh, storage unit filled with past shame and guilt for what I did when I was out there, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's like dead space. Let's turn it over to the care of something great in ourselves and get it all cleared out, open the windows, and let's have some circulation. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Ready, ready for the next question, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question we have is Ricky. Ricky Jones, would you like to ask a question, please? Hi, Ricky. Hi there. Hi, Paul. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, yes. Good. Hi, Paul. You might remember me from London when you came down last, me and Dan, the two recovery people. Yes, I remember. How's Dan? Dan's doing not too bad. He's still drinking, but he's he's still sort of trying to keep it under control. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. But uh, I I really got dig the message with you know the identification of self. I saw saw through it, and then what happened was I tried to do it the non-duality way. Tried another recovery model, and then I fell straight on my face, and now I'm in an institution. It's just a nightmare parasite. I, leaving AA to substitute another spiritual path is an absolute disaster. And I just put in a warning out there to anyone who's listening. But um, would you suggest just what? Just yeah, get back. emphasize that. That's it. Yeah, we emphasize that ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I've made amends to my wife because it was my wife that had to call the police and stuff like that because I really lost it. But um, I've you know, I've done the, I have gone through the 12 steps, but I, this to me is now just an inventory process that I need to go through. Would you recommend I just carry on from that? Yes. Just do it out of the big book. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. It's all in, there's the three columns on that page and then mm -hmm. 67, they describe the fourth column. I think it's page 67. I've got it Wait, all down. Yeah. Uh, you go back and you ask yourself those simple questions. Because what happens is you have a narrative of all of that stuff in your life and AA has a different answer than yours. Yeah. So you yeah. just write it out. Yeah. yeah. It's good to see you, man. 
It's good to see you, Ricky. Yeah. You know, um, the power of the mental state claiming whatever it comes in contact with is, uh, yeah, it's a strong one. <laughs> so you get, you hear a message and it's so exciting. And then it whispers in your ears, oh, this will replace everything you felt you had to do. <laughs> this is the real get out of jail free card. No. Yeah, so that's really what happened. Yeah, it doesn't work that way because the the body the body is in Rome and you got to do as the Romans do, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. You got to render what Caesar's. If you have addiction as an action figure, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to demand certain certain. Uh... Nope. Oh. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Somebody yeah, called. Well, I've got yeah. 28 days in a psych ward for my behavior, so that's my. Um, I'm picking up the dog shit. Yeah, 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 brother. Um, and uh, we're here for you. Yeah, it's gonna get. It takes what it takes to be convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you. Maybe you had an idea like some of us. I know there must be an easier, softer way. <laughs> oh, non-duality or <laughs> monk or something. Now that's been done and you didn't die. So now you're convinced. Yeah, I am convinced. There you go. That's see. Being convinced is incredibly valuable. And if, if, if something hasn't killed you, I still think, I mean, it's demonstrated its value because yeah. being convinced changes the whole ball game yeah you know you just realize the futility of me getting out of me self getting out of self yeah what you do master that is <laughs> yeah because there's that's where the relief is the point we resist the most is where the relief is the programming of let's say this action figure it doesn't have uh another programming of realizing self can't get out of self. The only yeah. program it has is self can get out of self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just coded that way. That's right. It doesn't have the next advanced download, which is, Oh, you know, self can't get out of self. No, yeah. it, doesn't, I, it doesn't see it that way. It's always trying to get out of self. Yeah. I dig it. I totally dig it. Yeah. So, hallelujah. Yeah, you're not, you know. Yeah, see, I mean, I got run over twice by the same car the same night. Now, I figured, why didn't it just once? Wasn't once enough? I mean, why <laughs> did the guy have to back up over me? But obviously, it had to happen because it happened. But, yeah. I mean, from my head's point of view, hey, you know, once was enough. But <laughs> twice in one night by the same car? But hey, I thought it was like piling on, but what can you do? <laughs> Add more shit to the grease. What? Add more shit to the grease. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, it takes what it takes. Yeah, I hear you clearly, loud, loud and clear. But man, if you could, you know how, how, how much being convinced would be worth uh, on the market if you could actually sell it? It's unbelievable. It's a priceless gem. 
to be convinced of the failure of the finite self. I know the system is just re-engages the system and I see through that. It's just I stopped working the program and got unconvinced very quickly. Yes, yes. Well, because the emphasis went on what you're not. Exactly. And what you're not is, is never going to be convinced. It's all transactional. Yeah. It's your innermost. The innermost is where the convincing is. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And if you don't know there's an innermost, you will. That power will re, is going to reveal to us an aspect of us that's unsuspected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when that gets the message, you got the message. When the innermost gets it, you got it. <laughs> it doesn't forget in a way. Yeah. I'm so happy I got struck sober. Mm -hmm. I don't think 50 years couldn't have produced that effect. 50 years of effort. Couldn't. No way. But something was revealed and it's never changed. I don't, it never comes up for debate. I just saw that I was fucked. And uh, <laughs> hallelujah, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's okay. a drag to live with this fear that you're fucked, but trying to act like you're not is, oh. Uh, that's a fucking slavery right there. <laughs> it's so much nicer we can get it out of the way. Yeah, I'm fucked. I'm not managerial quality. Shoot me, you know. <laughs> or use me, really. That's more like it. It was more a use me, you know. <laughs> I don't see much worth in it, but hey, you want to use me, go ahead. The higher power is unbelievable. So thanks, bro. I'm happy to see you. Come back if you can. We're here Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Okay. All right. Next question is from Mika. Mika, do you have a question for Paul? Um, there's Paul, there's, um, there's about four hands up now, mate. So uh, you've got four questions left. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mika. So how do I? Yeah, um, I feel like I go in and out of seeing that I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> I have cleared out the um, storage unit of shit from when I was drinking. And um, I sw these meetings th that we've been doing in Zoom and, and getting access to what you're talking about has really opened a new space within me. And um, I've been able to see the golden handcuffs and, and the police officer and, and, and how like I got sober and, and became that and was now like off on the mission of policing myself. And um, that at times brings relief and, and I can see it. And then it's like, I lose, I completely lose consciousness and days go by and I'm in this, I'm in what you were talking about, like that dense, um, place that feels like it's filled with like guilt and shame 
over not being managerial quality. And I don't even know that that's what's happening, but it's just like this onslaught of I'm a piece of shit because I don't have the energy for the day, or I haven't found my life purpose, or I'm not doing enough, or I'm low energy, or I'm miserable. And I I do feel like part of it is these pieces of me are falling away, like whatever the police officer built up in my personality, these, the things that I attached onto that I thought made me somebody are falling away. And I'm like, I have no idea who I am. And with that, like brings a level of confusion and a detachment from the world, like looking at friendships and just being like, what was, what was happening here? Like, it's not even real. And, um, and so I feel that process happening and yet also like mixed in with it is still this like murky fucking prison. And it bring it like, it brings me to this completely defeated place. And I just, I still think I have to do something about it. And, um, I don't know. I want your thoughts on that. Sounds like a Tuesday. Tired <laughs> <laughs> <a> Tuesdays. <laughs> Honey, there's uh, you know, service is good. Also, when you when it's a little too much to go over all the filings that are occurring, yeah all the police reports from the policemen, all like that. You just, you know, service is a very good way of, uh, you know, breaking that chain, so to speak. Yeah. You know, be available to someone else. Uh, you know, you find these little ways because the thing is, the thing likes to build momentum, obviously. Yeah. So it's, it's building the momentum and it's laying down the track it's going on. And so if you can sort of throw in a wrench, you can just that whole like, you know, Long Island Railroad uh, train can just be cut off and then you'll go another direction. Yeah. So just the, the AA has all these ways, these skillful means, serenity prayer, you know, please like you can do the third step prayer where it says, you know, it's not like take away all these difficulties so that I can be great today. No, so that I can better do your work. Yeah, that kind of attitude. To see more your role as, a, as one of the us than me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you're in a process. You're moving from trusting something finite to some, trusting something infinite. This is what happens, I mean. You've asked for it, so now the bottom has gotten kicked around and the shit's coming up. So you gotta, you know, you see it and it doesn't kill you. And you, you get moved on and then you get established. Just like it says on page 63, you sincerely take this position of reliance on the infinite, let's say. Then after a while you get established in that position and then the effects change dramatically. This is what's gonna happen with you. You're in that process, yeah? So a lot of the shit that we've been spending most of our lives avoiding, you get to see now. It seems like a drag, but hey, it's part of the admission. 
It is. You're conscious, like it or not. You're going to become conscious of a lot of stuff that your head has been trying to avoid for a long time. And you're going to, it's going to be turned into, it's going to be, it's going to be put together in a different way that's much more workable. Yeah. It's sort of like this. You ever hear of the Course in Miracles? Yeah. The Course in Miracles has this thing where uh, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the intermediary of God and the Christ mind here. Yeah. I would, I would imply it as the higher power in recovery. Yes. So let's say there's all this information that's gathered by us. And then in the past, the mental state interpreted all the information. Yeah. And gave us an attitude and outlook. And we saw things the way it presented. Now the same information of a day of Mika is now being collated by a higher power that's not based in self. It has a different center and now is taking the same information, but it's going to use it completely different. Yeah. It's not going to use it to reinforce a false narrative. It's going to use it to bring about an ease and comfort in your day so that you can be more useful for yourself and others. It's what's happening. We're moving from the failed system to the working system. You're moving out of the gravity of the failed system and getting picked up by the gravity of what works. This is, and you're describing the journey. That's all. It's not, you're not, it's not, you're not an, at an end point. There's no end to it. This power is going to constantly reveal more shit. You're going to move out. Yeah. And Mika is going to be a totally different Mika in a few months. <laughs> it is. This is the, what happens. And Mika will probably be the last one to know. Because it'll be Mika, the mental Mika will be holding on to the old story like it's a fucking life preserver. Yeah. <laughs> Yet you're moving into a new story that doesn't need the old story. It doesn't. That's why it says you won't shut the door in the past nor regret it. You'll just fucking, yeah. What was what happened happened and now and it's not happening now. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 So to me, I would say. Uh, if you came in for a diagnosis, I'd say you're showing great health. So, yeah. How are you going to see through shit unless you see it? <laughs> I mean, you've got to see what you've been. Something didn't want to show you all this. It wanted you just to walk around with this heavy weight without knowing what it was and just fucking tolerate intolerable things. Well, now you're going over the uh, storage unit and like really doing uh, what's saleable and what ain't, you know, a real inventory. Yeah. 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 So yeah, just stick with us, honey. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 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 All right, hon. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're in good hands. This stuff isn't going to kill us. The parasite, first of all, doesn't want to kill you. It will threaten to kill you, but it doesn't want to lose its host. Yeah. You've got the, you got the upper hand at all times because it needs you. You don't need it. <laughs> it has you convinced you need it, but it doesn't. You don't. It needs you. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have a life. You're the one who has a life. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, honey. Okay, Paul, we've got a couple more questions here. Uh, next up is Dean. Dean, you have a question for Paul. Thanks, Michael. Uh, hiya, Paul. Now, what I'm going to ask you is, is, I don't know, sometimes when people do a share or so, talk about something, I don't know whether I grasp the wrong end of it. Now, in step four, when we come to step four, we're only learning to take inventory. That's all we're doing is we're learning to take inventory. And then it suggests in step 10, that we can we continue to take inventory throughout the day. Now, when I do my step term, my step term is throughout the day. So if something crops up or if I've means to make an amends, I will make an amends there and then. And I always use step 11 at the end of the night. Now, I'm lucky enough, I've been in IA for a long time, that comes to the end of the night, I don't really have to do a written inventory. But if I have to do a written inventory, I will do a written inventory. Now, what... Well, I don't, this is where I'm, I'm getting a bit confused. Are you saying now that you get to a certain stage where you don't have to take inventory at all, Paul? I'm saying some days, well, just like you described, some days you won't take inventory. No, it's not like you're never going to have to take inventory, but you'll find over time you're taking less and less inventory because the shit you've outgrown. See, you're the Petri dish where resentments and anxieties about situations grow. If the Petri dish, it changes, then what grows in it changes. Yeah. So we, we've out, we're in the process of outgrowing a lot of the conditions that produced a lot of shit that needed to be inventory. Yeah. So that to me is it. It's not like I'm saying you're never going to do inventory again. I'm hoping that you'll grow and you'll be doing it sparingly. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. And then the 11 step prayer is again, uh, a lot of times when I would read it and I hear people read it, they get stuck on, they think there's only two ways to improve one's conscious contact, which is prayer and meditation. Mm -hmm. The intent is to improve the conscious contact. Prayer and meditation are just two suggestions you as your own living will find a lot of ways to improve conscious contact. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> because some people aren't built to meditate. They're not. Yeah. They've got to do a walk in nature and shit. Yeah. I'm one of them people, Paul, I can't sit and meditate. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just because the point is, isn't to become a great meditator. The point is, is to improve one's conscious contact. So if I'm improving my, if there's an improving of my contact right now by doing almost anything, then I'm doing almost anything. <laughs> That's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ready for another question, Paul? Yeah, yeah. We we have Gary C, and then we have one more question after that. Gary C. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi. Uh, hi, Paul. Hey, um, bro. Hey. Um, so I wanted to share how I would. Can turn your video off, mate. Follow. 
Turn your video off, Gary. Second, just done it. He's all right. On you go, oh. Gary. Oh, oh, I it doesn't let me turn it on. It's a, oh, you're you good can, now. The you're host good. stopped it. Yeah, we stopped your video because it was it was stuttering a bit, mate. So we turned your video off so you get. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, no worries. I'm sorry. Yeah, you okay. Go. Um. So anyway, doing step four, and at some point you said, you know, this is about how self had defeated us. And um, so at the end of doing the, all the columns, I did a column that was like how self had defeated me. And it, I had a line that seemed to be true of every simple, single circumstance. Basically, it says self represented a self that needed more something, more, more, more love, sex, drugs, whatever. It represented itself with a narrative that said it was me and it was real. And I bought it without question. And, yes. And that, I just, as I looked at every of these resentments and fears and harms, that was true in every circumstance. And, and I just wonder what you thought about that, because you had said at some point this inventory is about how self had defeated us. And yes, well, I, there you go, Gary. There you go. You have the evidence of recognition. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You've arrived there, and then more gets revealed. You don't need to do any more right now. Well, yeah. it, it, you've seen how self has defeated us. There you go. That's uh, that's a very important jumping off point. Yeah, you're being you're convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. There you go. You've uh, you've completed the mission. <laughs> well, I, but I relate to what Amika said. It's like. Yeah, when I'm sitting down and really concentrating on it, yeah, boy, yeah, I see that. And then I go away and I come back and it's like, wait, what? I'm, it, it feels like I'm taking over again. So it's kind of like a stutter step. I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. Yeah, yes. And, and so I like actually going back to the worksheet and, and reviewing each circumstance and seeing again Here's how self has defeated me. In this in instance, it represented itself that needed more with a narrative that said it was me and it was real and I bought it without question. Wow, that's true in that circumstance too. And um, anyway, I I'm probably not listening to you very well because I, I know you just said something that- No, uh, no, that's great, Gary. But you know what I'm gonna, I wanted to sh add on to it, which is, uh, the, what's really cool is after you've seen how self has defeated you, yeah, yeah, you, you'll start seeing its attempt to defeat you that uh, failed. That failed. Oh yes, you'll start seeing the uh, the attempt of self to defeat you. You'll see it, but it will fail. That's interesting. That's a beautiful inventory. <laughs> You don't have to write it down. You live that one. You live this 
the next wave of inventory is the one you live. Yeah. You're not going over to see how self has defeated you because it's not defeating you. You're seeing how it fails to defeat you, which is awesome. Mm. Mm. Now now you're like a moon circling around the infinite uh, solution. Yeah. So now instead of having not knowing that you've been defeated by self most of your life, you're actually seeing its attempt to defeat you and not falling for it. So now you're at, you're in real time and you're enjoying the relief from the bondage of self. Instead of going over the past time to see how you were in the irritability, restlessness and discontent of the bondage of self, you're now enjoying the opposite. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm, real time. Yeah, you're living the self is, is failing to defeat you now. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's yeah. incredible. You're on the winning side. You've broken mm. through the gravitational pull. You're being moved to the to the uh, the infinite star. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, why yeah. don't why don't you take it? Why don't you pay attention to that? You try to pay attention. <laughs> See, we're out to lunch, so we pay attention to how self has defeated us. Yeah. And now and pay attention to how self can't defeat us, which is fucking pretty good. <laughs> yeah. How self isn't ruining my Tuesday. That's incredible. How many Tuesdays has self seemingly ruined? Well, here's a Tuesday it ain't going to ruin. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm in this Tuesday. I'm in this Tuesday. It isn't like yeah. I hope in a future Tuesday it won't ruin it. No, I'm observing my Tuesday is not being ruined by self. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's being cut off at the pass. That's pretty cool, eh? Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm glad See, that you would said be it something you'd like to write on your ten-step inventory at night. Yes, I have been. Yeah. I've been at a. I've been at the scene of a lot of cells failing <laughs> to defeat me, <laughs> and I wanna. I wanna express great gratitude mm. and honor to that power mm. that has allowed mm. this condition to prevail. Freedom from the bondage of self. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'd like to start. Let's do a secondary inventory of how self has not defeated us. <laughs> that would be a nice 10th step today. Self has not defeated me. <laughs> What changed the course of the war? <laughs> Something happened. Self was defeating me constantly, and now it's mm. not. What mm. happened? Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Perhaps in a better way, trusting something infinite. So my role in self-defeating me is my complete faith in self. <laughs> That's my role. Now that I've lost faith in self, it's defeating me is becoming less and less frequent. What happened? Yeah, the faith I had in it has been removed and is moving to faith in the infinite. You see? You see your real, you want to do an inventory? See your real role in it. See your role in, how, in, in the defeating of self. We're identified as self. That's our role. There's faith that we're that which is defeating us. That's what allows it to continue to defeat us. So we do inventories to see how self has defeated us so we can wake up from it. Yeah? 
Perhaps yeah. there's a better way. What? Trusting something finite. Instead of trusting something finite, trusting something infinite. Oh, you mean I've been in incredible faith in self this whole time? Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah. message. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah. I've been, in other words, I had faith in a failed system? Yes. Okay. I can't move the faith, but I'm open to it being moved. I asked mm. that power to do it, six and seven. There you go. Mm. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, I think everyone here should do a, a, a secondary step four inventory of how self hasn't defeated you today. <laughs> that would be nice to notice, doesn't it? I think so. I have incredible gratitude and honor for not being defeated by self today. It's an awesome condition. <laughs> Why not do that? Yeah. Yeah, see, like Mika, you'll see, yeah, you're in and out. Being in, in that infinite space is going to elongate and being out of it is going to shorten. That's the process. Yeah. It's going to seem to happen in and out, but the ins are going to be longer and the outs are going to be shorter. What more do you fucking want? Yeah. Trust this process. That's what's happening to us. There was a guy who did, a, he worked with a, a sponsor and he was doing step six and seven. And he said to the sponsor, well, how do I know that that power is going to re, is going to remove it? So he says, "Well, uh, act as if it has, and there you go." <laughs> Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Who cares? Act as if it's been removed, and there you go. <laughs> You don't have to be stuck in the time of past, present, and future. Yeah. You can entertain the answer before it's an answer. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I like that idea of doing a flash inventory on how self hasn't defeated me today. I had a very nice little morning. I didn't rush my breakfast because I haven't anywhere to go that's that important. I enjoyed it. I was able to give my the attention to a hummingbird that showed up, you know, because I'm not like forecasting, I gotta get to four o'clock PM when it's 8 AM. No, I'm here, da, 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 da. Oh, I'd like to do an inventory, how self hasn't defeated me this morning. <laughs> and then give great honor to that which has allowed that to occur. <laughs> I like that idea. I think I'm gonna try that. I'm not, but I hope one of you will. I'm so lazy, I don't even wanna write it down. <laughs> I just wanna enjoy it, I don't care. <laughs> Can you imagine just being in your own life and not getting gypped. You're just here. Yeah. Completely here. I mean, mm. all the time. Mm. You never step out. Yeah. You never, you've never not been in a moment. You've always been here. Always. 
Can you imagine having a story that you missed out your whole life? You were absent. Give me a break. It's just a mental fucking fantasy. <clears throat> You've never been absent. You've been here. Yeah. Look at the security tapes. You were everywhere. Oh, I really was. Yeah, you were there. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of the big changes. My believing I could be out of the moment was seen to be totally insane. And therefore I find myself in the moment with no thought of effort, yeah? I can't be out of the moment. Without me, there's no moment, yeah? Why? Yeah, so thanks, Ben. Another question? Yeah, we have one more question. One last question yeah. we have, Christian. Christian, would you like to ask Paul a question? I don't know if I want to take a question from Christian. I know him. All right. Let him in. Christian. All right. I'm here. Hey, Paul. I just want, just want to check in, say hi. Um, I do have a question, though, because I'm working with another new guy. And, you know, I'm stuck in Minnesota, the land of the nice people. Yeah, and um, we're doing inventory. And of course, this guy does, thinks he doesn't have any resentments, you know, after drinking forty years. And I and I just, you know, sort of what comes to mind is self-seeking and frightened in a lot of cases. And you sort of touched on this with, with you know how self fails you. Can you just I don't know how much time you have left, but just how fear creates resentments, so I can aptly describe that tonight. Well, yeah, well. Well, there's, because there's a fear, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah. And that becomes sort of like a self-prophecy. And then you look at people, places, or things to blame for why you didn't get it. Yeah. So that urge of wanting something different than the way it is causes a lot of other possibilities to arise, which is someone can block me from what I want. Yeah. Now, if I'm, when we're relying on that power, that takes away all those possibilities because now you're being taken care of by something other than outside circumstances brought about by your managing. Yeah. So you have a different attitude and outlook, which doesn't like spawn resentments. Yeah. And the thing is a lot of people don't believe they have resentments because of the, the mental, the managing, the mental head has it all rationalized away. And more is going to be revealed. He's going to see that he's one fucking angry motherfucker, probably. If he just stays with us, really. I remember when I came into AA, remember this, there was a guy, an old timer, and he told me I was one of the four most angriest people he ever met coming into AA. Now, I didn't feel like I had any resentments, but <laughs> obviously the head was working overtime to deny it all. And then when I got an AA, I was allowed to get off of that job. And then the shit was shown and I did inventories. But yeah. Yeah. So the healed more will be revealed. And if he doesn't believe he has resentments, go to the fear inventory. And then he'll see the connection. Yeah. Yeah. More gets revealed. You know, that's how it works. <clears throat> this whole thing is about seeing. Really, it's about uh, 
<clears throat> the mental state has so many blinders on our basic awareness, yeah? Trying to direct it and hide it, you know, send it somewhere else. And then the program just uh, takes away those blinders and you start seeing things clearly, yeah? And then that's when you can get to the exact nature of the wrong. It becomes very obvious that something had you that you didn't have something. I don't really like the language that I have alcoholism. My experience is alcoholism had me, really. Sounds much clearer to what happened. So, yeah, the same thing with self. I'm not full of self. Self has me in a sense, yeah. <laughs> That's what it does. And it gives me a story. It's sort of like a, a pacifier, you suck all day. It gives you a story about why you're justified, rationalizing, yeah? And you're just fucking sucking that thumb all day, yeah? And we don't grow up. And hopefully, finally, you come into AA and you actually grow up, yeah? And uh, some of the ride can be bumpy, but you're in great hands and you know, fuck. Like what did it, what they used to say, if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. And I have, I agree with that a lot. So yeah. His days of, his days of delusion are going to draw to a close. <laughs> Get him to the writing, the fear, and he'll see how many resentments there are. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, bro. It's good to see you. Okay. Christian was one of my uh, first sponsees. Yeah. I must have done a terrible job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still sober after all these years. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love seeing people sober. I do. Uninterrupted sober. I really like it. What a relief. That's the only value I think uh, long-term sobriety has. A lot of shit won't come up if, if, if it's chaotic on the surface. And so a stabilized sobriety without any going in and out all the time allows uh, a peace on the surface so the real shit that runs us can come up and be seen and we can bring it to step six and seven, yeah. That's the one value I feel about long-term sobriety. I do. Because a lot of times people, <clears throat> they're getting to the point for that stuff to come up and then they go out. They create chaos again. It goes back to the bottom. Yeah, they get sober again. It starts coming up. They can't take it. And then one time they finally let it and they tell the truth and they're relieved of that bondage, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes. See, the mental state wants to keep it on a survival level. It doesn't want to start to live. It wants it to be survival. Yeah. This the program of AA is about living. Yeah. Living recovery is for us to live. Yeah, not to survive, but to live. Yeah, to enjoy peace of mind. Yeah, so 
Yeah. Anyone else? Mike? Yeah, we have one more. Uh, someone would like to say thank you. Ross, would you like to say thank you? Oh, he can do yeah. that for a long time. Great. Go. Hey, Paul, I'm, I'm Ross Alcoholic. I've just uh, been listening to you on and off for a few years. And uh, just really inspired by your work and I'm grateful for what you're doing. I've been exposed to some of the non-duality in Zen. And uh, um, I've also been obviously working the program. Um, it's just it's a great tool. Unfortunately, I can't share you with everybody because so many people would be turned off, but I love your sense of humor and the way that you try to bring the message across and I've benefited from greatly. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to see, yeah, I have a real, I really have a, a sense of a tribe being in recovery. I remember when we first started doing the talks a lot, it was just recovery based. And then I got, people got in touch with me outside of recovery. And then I saw a spiritual addiction there. And, uh, and then see alcoholism is just one uh, specific <laughs> attribute of the bondage of self. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a many splendid non thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Ross. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, brother. Cheers. Right. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Paul, would you like to say goodbye? Yeah, I want to say goodbye to everyone if they don't mind. Yeah. So we got David. David is the uh, the genesis of all this. So he's done a great job. His, his persistence and services is a really nice uh, demonstration. M Mike is always there helping. He does the uh, non-duality ones. Kurt, nice to see you, my friend. I'll talk mm -hmm. to you later today. Uh, Vicky, always a pleasure. Nice to see you. And Rob, always Rob Farr. I'm so happy we've gotten this time to be together, Rob. Jeremy, nice to see you. You're going to chill out and not lose anything that you think you're going to lose. Yeah, you can't lose non-duality, <laughs> nor can you find it. So, Robert, nice to see you, Robert. I'll let you know if anything changes in non-duality, but I don't think so. so <laughs> but if there's, a, if there's any news breaking, I'll let you know. <laughs> Marty, we got uh, Walter. Walter, you're seeming a lot better. That's good. Fantastic. It's nice to see. Paul, once again, always a pleasure, Paul. We got Maria. Nice to see you again, Maria. Kerry, as always, Beatrice. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. We got Mika, traveling well. Dennis, nice to see you, Dennis. Jono from the UK. Carl, Carl you, you don't have your arms folded. That's uh, progress. Very good. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Michael Stacy, thank you for the service, Michael, and the uh, reflections. We got Samantha. I just lost you, Samantha, but I saw you for a second. Samantha there. Samantha O, the UK. Yeah. Nice to see you. We got uh, Tom. Tom. Yes. Nice to see you, John. Fantastic. Beautiful day out there, wherever you are. Jack G. 
Yeah, Jack, I'll be there Sunday. Remind me, eh? Yeah. Helen, nice to see you, Helen. Meryl, nice to see you, Meryl. Yes. Leah, Leah's out there in the dark, nice and warm, nice and toasty. We got Jacob from Seattle. Pleasure, Jacob. Phoenix from uh, Elroy from Phoenix, not Phoenix from Elroy. Yeah, let's get that correct. The horse in front of the car. Malcolm, always a pleasure. A great uh, benefactor of Zen Bitch Slap. Uh, Christian Lindgren, nice to see you, Christian. You're looking good. I hope all's well with your son and everything. Yeah, you can give me a call. Uh, we got, uh, let's see, I think that's it. And then some people, Gary, Ross, Keith, Gisela, that are anonymous. Uh, Gary, the man who lives in the corner, always great to hear from you. Nice to see everyone. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll be there tomorrow night with the non-duality and then Thursday back on recovery. Yes. Remember, there's more waves to come. More waves. Yes. I'm on it. We're on it. Cheers.